Situationships is kind of like the UFO of dating. It's like, you know, it's an unidentified flying object. You don't know what it is. It's not necessarily an alien, but you know it's an unidentified flying object. Welcome to Unprovoked Tangents, the podcast. Where our topics have a focus, but our, but our tangents, tangents don't. don't. Tune in weekly as we discuss life, love, fashion, politics, and so much more. Danny, we're back. Yes, we are. This is going to be a quarantine love stories. <laughs> oh, I love it. Get your quarantines ready, listeners, because we got a special treat for you on this episode. Yeah, the, the quarantine love story, the Instagram, dating app, social media, Romeos and Juliets, or Romeos and Romeos and Juliets and Juliets of the world. Love through digital platforms, socially dating with distance apart, hearts together, but your bodies distance from each other. <laughs> Are you a poet and you don't even know it? Like what's happening over here? It's like Come if on. Romeo and Juliet was right now, the person instead yeah. of screaming out their window, Romeo. Romeo, wherefore out that Romeo would actually be on their on their on their iPhones, and they would be typing, Cupid, okay, Cupid, please connect me to Romeo. But I will say though, since since COVID nineteen, I think my biggest way of keeping my mind occupied is actually being active on these dating apps. Oh, you mean, uh, you mean the video game of <laughs> dating app world? Like literally <laughs> that's how it is. It's like, you feel like you're playing like GTA instead of driving a car. You're like, swipe left, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right. Well, we remember we had this joke on our past episode where you asked me how dating was going to be after COVID-19. And I said to you, it's going to be like Bumble in real life. Like we're all going to be in bars. We're not going to be able to be next to each other. So we're going to just point to people and swipe left and swipe right. Yep. And then the question becomes, what happens after you swipe right with that person? Do you go outside and like hold a string that's six feet apart and like say, hey, this is what intimacy looks like? I don't know. You Let know? me ask you this question. Yeah. Speaking of intimacy three months from now, six months from now, you're dating in real life. Like you're going on dates, right? Ooh, okay. You're getting scary. to that moment of intimacy. <laughs> oh God. Um, here's a couple questions for you. Speed round. You got to answer these. First oh. one. Yes. Are you go. more concerned with the person wearing a mask versus wearing a condom? Oh my God. I'm more, I'm more concerned with a condom because then if I die, right then the baby's probably going to die, right? Okay. Right? I, right? I'm more concerned about the condom than the mask. Like, if I die, at least it's myself that's dying. I'm not killing my own child because it's, you know, unborn in my belly. So there you go. I don't know. Or All maybe... Right. Question yeah. number two. Yeah. You get into that moment where you're starting to get intimate and, and sexy times happening. You're ready to sexy go. Sexy times. Yeah. I probably forgot how to do it at this point. But yeah, yeah continue on. <laughs> You're back at your place, you know, you're in the bedroom. Does the mask come off as the condom goes on or does the mask stay on? I mean, it depends, right? Because I have to say if my, if the guy that I'm dating, who I hope has a sense of humor, I feel like there should be like this night of reveal, like before sex happens, right? So we've been having our mask on for all of our dating 
right? And then I think there has to be a night in between having sex where we call it the big reveal. And I take my mask off and I'm like, oh my God. this is me. <laughs> you know what? It's crazy. You know how like when sometimes like. should happen. I totally think that should happen called the big reveal. Like, well, you three, know, like the whole size matters conversation, right? So then. The yeah, of course. Pants and now you can actually see real time. Is he big or small, thick or thin? Right. Yeah. I think we're going to be in a time where the person's going to pull off their mask and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you had facial hair. Oh, my God. You have really small lips. Oh, my God. Your teeth are jacked up. (laughs) 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 Be some crazy, crazy shit. I know dentists, dentists are probably the lowest on the totem pole that are being called right now. Cause why do you need a dentist? Because well, you have a mask on, right? I need a dentist right now. I've had a broken tooth for three months right now. And I'm like, they're not an essential worker and I'm not going to put myself at a risk going to the dentist. Yeah. But at least we can go on these dating apps, right. And see what people look like without a mask on. Cause hopefully Word. they're not putting their masks photos up. <laughs> well, I have to say though, I have to say, so Full transparency. So I'm on Bumble. I'm on Hinge. Um, and I've recently rejoined OkCupid. Um, okay. And I have. I was on OkCupid, I want to say 2014, a couple years ago. And I didn't pay too much mind to it. I really didn't. But I recently jumped back on. And can I tell you, the levels of like improvement have been like night and day. Right. Just so, so on, to be clear, though, I yeah. know you're back on because you popped up on mine. <laughs> I was on OKCupid okay last night and I'm like, Jennifer, like why? First of all, you're in Long Island. I'm in Brooklyn. I don't yeah. believe my settings are that I can be hooked up with somebody in Brooklyn. I don't know what the mileage differential is between I you and mine I. mine is 25 miles. Yeah, but I think immediately yours popped up. I don't, so you signed up again and you're on mine. So I know you're on it. Trust me. I'm yes. On it, so for sure. Yes. And like, it was so funny because like, I have like this new grading rule, right? Where it's where oh, I swiped okay. left on you, by the way. Oh, immediately. thanks. Immediately. Thanks. I guess. Yeah, I swipe left on everybody. I know I come across people I know and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I wish I could swipe left and block. So they can't even see I'm on there. But anyway, Anyways, but that's, that happens, right? So I'm very much like, all right, I'm cautious as I go back into like the dating world. And what I love about OkCupid is the fact that they have percentages assigned to each person of how much you match, right? So in my mind, you know, I've never been like a failing student in school. You know, I've never been just like, just passing like 65%. It's not good enough for me. So I feel like I've given myself the rule. Like if I don't match with someone, if someone I match with is below 85%, like I kind of maybe you're going to swipe left on them. Right. But if they're 86 and above, I'm going to be like, all right, I'll swipe right on you. And I'll look at where we agree on things. And, but my most important thing is where we disagree on things because my biggest fear going into any type of online dating or dating again is that I don't want to fall into another situation ship oh like I was in. Here you go again with the situation ships conversation. This, yes. This 21st century term that I guess is like a confusing one at this point because you have your understanding of what situation ships means because I've never used that word um, until you brought it up, I think like four or five episodes ago. 
For me, it was, I just used to have two categories. Either you're in a relationship or you're just seeing somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was it. I mean, yeah, there was other peppered stuff in there that was like friends with benefits or like um, you're hooking up or, or side piece or. Oh, you remember the old term cuddle buddy? Do you remember the old term cuddle buddy? No. Oh, that was, you don't, you don't remember that? You were, that's my cuddle buddy. Maybe that's a Long Island thing. I don't know. Must be. Never heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to fall into the trap of a situationship. I, what is a situationship? Like, so the way that I define it, and many people have different definitions, but it's almost along the same lines as such. So for our listeners and anyone else who is confused. This is the gen definition of situationships? This is the gen definition. So it goes Webster, then Jen's dictionary of thoughts, right? So if I could put a definition assigned to a situationship, it would be as follows. A situationship is a relationship where you have all the elements of a relationship. So you guys are going out to dinner, you're hanging out with friends, so on and so forth, but you don't have a label. It is this big gray zone of undefined, untitled relationships. Okay. And that is what a situationship is. It's just like you're getting all the beautiful aspects and qualities of a relationship, but you're just walking around kind of like a free agent, right? Okay. So that's I mean, according I- to UrbanDictionary.com. Which, uh, is, which is underneath Jen's dictionary. Underneath. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Underneath. It's a relationship, situationship is a relationship that has no label on it, like a yeah. friendship, but more than a friendship, but not quite a relationship. See, even in that, even in that definition, it's very much unclear. It's a situation, even in that definition of what a situationship is. Got it's it. It's this big gray zone. And so I'm to me, sh- I'm getting this. I'm getting that a situationship yeah. could be many different things. Exactly. But the one thing it can't be is a relationship. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You, and you always have one party that is hoping to get to that relationship and the other party does not. And that's what makes it a situationship. Because if both parties agreed to be in a relationship, they would have put a label on it well ahead of time. Got it. Now, you said you were in a situationship before. Correct. Okay. I, I was. I was. So, so I, explain that, that feeling that you're saying that you were in a situationship before. And do you think that this person feel you were in a situationship as well? Did they put you in that situationship? So I was in a situationship. I want to say this is a couple of years ago. I think both of us went in with the intention of being in a relationship. I will tell you why. Because a month into dating, I was out to dinner with this person. And he basically put all of his cards on the table saying, I'm looking for something serious. Are you aligned with that? So on and so forth. And I said, yes. Yes, a month into dating because we really liked each other. And then once we had that conversation, we were flowing into this, uh, what I thought was a relationship because he made it very clear to me that he wanted to date someone seriously that would lead to a relationship. But here's, here's the trickery of it all. I was, because I had that in the back of my mind, I never thought to ask him hey, when are we hopping into this relationship? Because now there's this build that's happening over months and months. And I'm thinking, okay, we're already kind of in one right now. But but once month 
three and a half, four past, I'm like, I think I should have the conversation of whether we're in something that's labeled or not. It, I, I believe it's, it's true to a certain extent. I think that oftentimes when we look back at relationships that have failed, we try and figure out um, reasons that it was not absolutely turning out the way we wanted it to be. I, I don't think that specific scenario, again, from my perspective, looking out as an outsider was a situation, but you being in it, you would know better. But I think we should bring other voices on to see what their interpretation of what situationships versus relationships will be. I agree. And I think for me, maybe it will give you color that I was in one, Ooh. or it might give me color that I wasn't in one. Ooh. So I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. And then maybe by the end of the show, we can tell our listeners if I was in one <laughs> or I wasn't, or we could turn it back on the listeners and say, Hey, based upon this episode, do you think Jen's last relationship was a situationship? And that could be a poll to our okay. listeners. And okay. okay. So yeah, you can comment on our social media handles. You can send us an email. We are definitely interested to see where this whole scale is going to come in. Yeah. Uh, and just to be clear, um, we will summary, summarize at the end of the episode uh, that Jen was not in a situationship. <laughs> okay. um, second yeah. note, you realize I can do okay, pretty good because that's my Latin side and you got to roll your R's. So it's a natural function in the tongue yes. to be able to do that. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? Well, that function is pretty uh, useful in the relationship world to be able to... Oh. Uh, Okay. I can't really do that. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm in situationships. <laughs> yeah, well, if you could, if you could, your tongue, then you'd be all right. Um, maybe that's too loud. No, that's, that's, too loud. Too, that's, that's, that's like that's vibrato. Yeah, that's that's very. So I think the first. Let's jump right in. Let's bring in some of some of our guests waiting in the wings in the green yes. room, so to speak. They're sitting in the green room waiting to come in. Um, yes, right, waiting to prove you wrong, Danny. I mean, prove me wrong. It hasn't happened yet. Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. But so the person that we are happy to introduce to our listeners is an actor, producer, and writer of BET's digital show called Situationships, and also the creator of Wingmen, which you can find on i1 Digital. His name is Carl Logan, and we are so excited to welcome Carl to the show. All right. So we are so excited to be talking about this topic and we are so pleased to have one of the writers for BT's digital series called Situationships. I feel like since he wrote the series about it, he should be able to educate our listeners about what the hell this term is and how it's playing out now. Um, and probably how it's going to stay in the pop culture zeitgeist for uh, years to come. So, Carr, welcome to our show. We're so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me, Jen. Thanks for having me, Danny. Thanks for having me. Uh, hello to all the listeners. Yes, yes. Salute. Thank you for coming on. I mean, this is going to be fun because uh, I think, you know, as, as the years have progressed, we've always had different terms for um, dating um, terminologies, whether it's side piece, whether it's, you know, I'm just seeing somebody and so mm -hmm. on. And, and I think it's interesting now with the evolution of situationships when Jen first brought it to my attention, cause I never used that, you know, and I was like, Oh shit, that's a great, 
great way to call it. It's, it's actually clever. Um, so I loved it and I was cracking up of course, because, um, I think most of my, uh, situations are a situation, <laughs> whether I go into it with that intention or not, I think it just ends up as a situation only because I think it's very hard for me to get to relationships. I feel like that's a, that's a separate like line at an amusement park for me. So uh-huh. um, <laughs> it's like one of those things that you realize that like, uh, like you ever seen like the wire, like uh, the WeeBay gift where it's like, Oh, that's what I was in. A yep, relationship. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like Isaiah hits you over the head like a sack of potatoes and stuff. So, Car, just for our listeners, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and and what kind of drove you to be one of the writers on this uh, interesting show? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so my name's Car. Uh, I'm a writer, actor, producer. Uh, uh, Situationships is a series that. Uh, we wrote and produced. Um, it is the second season streaming on BET. We did our first season, had it on Blavity. And what drew me to it was um, I met the writer, creator of it, and she brought the idea to me. And, you know, she said, hey, I want to do this like, you know, fresh, fun, like, you know, millennial sex in the city type uh, show that covers, you know, situationships. And it's like, I, I feel like we all have that same reaction when we first hear that word. We're like, oh, that's clever. Like, oh, oh yeah, you, you, you know. And, you know, I'm a big fan of like rom-coms and stuff too. So I definitely wanted to like, you know, dive into uh, working on this series. And, you know, a couple years later, here we are on BT and everything. That's amazing. And congrats to much success and, and all of that, getting that off the ground with a major network. So kudos to you, thank you. And, and to your team. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a process. It was a process, but um, it was fun along the way because we showed so many different types of like dynamics and relationships in there and just different interactions with people, all different types of people and stuff. So it was fun, uh, you know, like, it was fun being messy with these characters, you know, with these fictional characters. <laughs> well, let's just dive right in because um, I know that we have different definitions of what a situationship is, but I feel like you writing for the show and kind of also being this expert, what, how do you define a situationship? The, the, the funny thing about that is it's kind of like, I think that's the, I think not being able to define it is the beauty of it, I, I, I guess, because it's the reason why, like, so many people, when they hear what uh, falls under the situation's umbrella, they're like, oh, that's what I was in, because, you know, it wasn't defined at first. You know, they, they knew what it was. They were comfortable in it and everything, but uh, they didn't know that, 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 that that's what it was. So I think it's kind of like, Situationships, it's kind of like the UFO of dating. It's like the UFO. It's like, you know, uh, it's an unidentified flying object. You don't know what it is. It's not necessarily an alien, but you know it's an unidentified flying object. I feel like that's like the best way I can like, like describe it like that. You're like, oh, they're, they're, they're in a UFO. Yeah, I know that is, they're in a UFO over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a good analogy on my end because... Uh, most of the time people who end up in a situationship are abducted uh, into that uh, relationship. (laughs) (laughs) They're not, they're not going out of their own free will. So those aliens definitely got them. Uh, (laughs) Let's hope there's no probing going on. (laughs) Or or maybe there is. 
there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Like I was thinking about it, like it's relationship purgatory. Like you're in this waiting yes. room and you don't really know where you're going to land. Is it heaven mm-hmm. or hell? You know, is it going to be in the friends with benefits category or is it going to... It's like a coin toss, you know, yes, it's, it's exactly. a coin toss. But I, here's my question though. Do you feel that people... Do you think that people who are who the protagonists of the situationship, so meaning not the person who's the victim of the situationship, but the person <laughs> who, who goes into it um, or is calling the shots on, on the level of uh, intent, do you think that situationships is an intentional uh, decision or is it something that ends up evolving based on what happens throughout the dating process? I don't know, that's interesting too, because I feel like it, it's changing as um, as more people are becoming hip to the term of situationships or whatever, right? It's, it's like now people are realizing that since they can't identify it, they're just going to flat out tell you right on, hey, no, this is a situationship maybe. You, you, you know, but back in the day or, or before the term was like being spread, everybody was kind of like just, hey, man, I'm doing me, you're doing you. We yep, just, yep. We're, we're two humans. True, true. I mean... <laughs> for sure but what would you say like all right so for the because like for myself I know that I've definitely through the years had situationships that I necessarily obviously didn't call them that but it was where I was in moments yeah. where I knew that I was in that relationship or that dating period with somebody um mm. and my intent was never for it to progress into a relationship where it was monogamous mm-hmm. where it was then who knows where it can evolve from there my intent was you know, but there's so many different terms that I've had, but my intent at that point was to enjoy what I was doing with, with somebody mm-hmm. as, a, as a partner. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because it's like, you know, just like how you mentioned, there's so many other terms. You know, we know how to identify, you know, like friends with benefits or we know to identify, you know, exclusively dating or we know to identify, you know, hooking up one night stands. Like we know how to identify all those things. And mm-hmm. no confusion on any of that stuff. But like the situation, I feel like it automatically just becomes confusing once you try to, I, I guess, as long as both people know how to navigate or at least understand what situationship is. Like, you know, you can't say, hey, we're going to be in a situation and the other person has no idea what that is. And then just going to think that you're trying to run game on them at that, you know? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. And I, I feel like with Danny, I mean, I guess we're in the opposite because I'm, I'm like the victim of the situationships where I'm like, my intent <laughs> is to date and then it foster into a relationship. And then I get like the tsunami thrown in. It's like, no, we were in a situation the entire time. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I just, friends, like we, we were together on New Year's Eve. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, this was the situationship ooh, the entire time. I'm going to call it out. I'm calling it out. No, I'm just going to call it out. Yeah. You know, but see, that's uh, what I mean, where it's kind of like, you know, with people knowing that they can call it a situationship now, they can like say that, you know, because like at first, if uh, at the end of the day, Jen, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> nobody should be hanging out with you on, on Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, taking you to family's houses for holidays in a situationship those are relationships yeah. like i'm not there's well, never then, been a new year's eve that i've hung out with somebody and i didn't intend on that being relationship or i didn't have feelings for that person like for me like i'm like oh, i'll see you on january 1st that's it i'm not hanging out with you through the night uh or we'll, t- or we'll go for brunch on january 1st but 
Hell to the no. There's no chance yeah. in that. I'm not that situation ship. Ah, it's it's weird, man. Yeah, it's it's so weird yeah. because it's like, you know, even with that right there, do those do those same rules apply, I guess, with oh no, 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 never mind. I was gonna say does that same rule apply with friends with benefits? And normally you uh-huh. would yeah, but at the same time, I don't even think that situation would come up where your friend with benefit would be at your family event because you've established that you guys are just friends with benefits. No, no. So the friends with exactly. benefit on New Year's Eve comes so, over at one in the morning because you couldn't hook up with somebody else. Yeah. So the friends with benefits is the booty call or the person is like, damn, let's let's just yeah, you get know. it on on New Year's Eve or whatever. But no, that there's no there's levels to the shit. Right. <laughs> I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet for you to get. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy of non dating. <laughs> this should be like the tank like crack commandments. You gotta go through. There should be like the tank crack commandments for the dating. Date like commandments. rule number uno: never know. <laughs> Let no well, one no, know. Now you're incorporating different languages. This should be thou shall not bring situationship <laughs> to family function. Thou thou shall not give gifts just out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. But given that, like I probably missed several signs when I was in one, several, I probably missed several (laughs) signs because I was under the glow of being in this like dating situation. Um, So what do you think are some signs of situationships that maybe I myself can watch out for or our listeners can watch out for? Mm. And this goes for men and for women. Mm. Does it though? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Let's see. I, I think, I think first and foremost, if it's kind of like one of those things where, say, you know, like weeks have gone on, maybe, and like the weeks have gone on, and it's like, huh, I don't know what we are right now. If you kind of like at that moment where you feel like you have to ask, I think it's best just to assume that you're in a situationship, and uh, and, and and that's the definition of it right there. You know, like again, in my opinion, it gets it gets muddled when you two sit there and be like, all right, so let's establish that. This is a situation ship right now. In my in my head, I, I feel like the, the clear sign is like if you have to question that a couple weeks later or maybe a couple months in or something, like like you know, some time has passed. You guys have spent time together, you guys gotten to like hang out or whatever, but if you know a title has been put on anything and you have to ask, I think it's best to just be like, all right, this might just be a situation. Let me just, you know, ride this out until something happens. Or, you you know, like you probably should not get attached if you don't feel secure and if you don't feel secure in like your feelings with this person, like, is it going to be reciprocated or anything? You know, I was going to say like, I, I, that definitely makes it's, it's easier said than done not to get attached because if you're, if you don't know you're in a situation and you're blindsided, then you're getting attached while the other person's not. I think, um, Jen, if I can offer a, a thought on this uh, for you, I think. Yes, oh dear, wise one. <laughs> I, look, relationships to me yes. are a progression of feelings and connection from yeah. date one to date 10, 12. And as you continue, there is a progression of, of feelings. Situationships, this simply a progression of time. Mm-hmm. just repeating the same situations from each date to date. So there's nothing that's, there's not a, a, a furthering of the connection. Right. So essentially no it's a habit, not a, not, not a, a relationship. It's a habit. Yeah. Mm, You're just like with that. this person because, uh, you know, they say it takes 30 days to break a habit and 30 days to like develop or, or at least 30 days or whatever to like break a habit or develop one. Yep. So 
you know, when you think about it, you're in this person's face for so long. So it's like, are there really feelings there? Or is it just, hey, you're just used to this person after the past couple of months because you probably haven't gotten what you're looking for from someone else? Mm. Exactly. I like that. Interesting. Yeah. Because now I, I kind of look at it. I'm like, I'm like a science detector. I'm like, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Family. I bought a family. It's like, we're not making future <laughs> plans, right? You're like, oh, even if the future plan is just... We're, we're at Monday or Tuesday rather. And it's like, yeah. we're talking about the weekend. It could even be that is like a future plan. Like you're not future yeah. planning. You're not talking about like family or kids or values. And you're kind of just like, Oh, maybe I'm in a situation ship. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think Danny spoke about like friends with benefits and like, you know, the old turn seeing someone like my dad always says, this is my lady friend. And I'm just like, I don't know what that means, dad, your lady friend. My dad does that too. You're just like, she's my lady friend. And I'm like, are you guys dating? Or is she a friend that just, you're identifying her gender to me as a lady? Like I I was very confused by that term. This is my human being. (laughs) <laughs> right. This is, this is my, this is my special thing. You know, you're just like, what? like, what's happening here? So like, is where, like, there's this hierarchy of dating, right? We kind of spoke about these, le- these levels to this stuff, these levels, like where does situationship fall in this dating hierarchy? So you got like friends with benefits, you got, uh, you know, seeing someone, you just maybe just have just kicking it where you just are like, I like this person, but I see them slightly more as a friend, but we haven't gone physical yet. And then you got relationship. Like where does situationship fall in that, in that hierarchy? Um, to me, it's like, now you got that hierarchy where, wherever it lies, where you got like, you know, um, dating, exclusively dating, just, you know, hooking up friends with benefits, uh, blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, long-term relationships, whatever. To me, I feel like situationships kind of like, is you veering off that course to like a whole different timeline. I was literally going to say the same thing. We're here. Yeah, it's it's like you know you got the hierarchy, oh. and then situation like eh, let me go this way yep. until I figure out the, the this hierarchy, I guess. Yep. And that, that goes back to your point of it being like a purgatory thing. Mm. I love that you said that because that's exactly what I would have said. And it's yeah. funny because <laughs> I was as Jen was asking that question, and I was waiting for you to respond. My head went to situationships can be either of those hierarchies. So situation, yeah. if you're friends with benefits, that's a situationship. If you're seeing someone, that's a situation. Because I feel like it, it's a, it's like the upside down world of <laughs> dating. So it's something mm-hmm. like to the point where you're, you're like, meh, I'm, somebody asks you, the problem with situationships, <laughs> it's all in the response, right? So yeah. if somebody asks you, who is uh, this person to you? Your response is, Either you know what it is or you don't. And if you don't and you're like, oh, we're, you know, it's Jen situationship. But if you can answer it, then you're right. in one of the other categories. Exactly. You know, yes. exactly. But here's the thing, again, pulling from my personal experience. What if you have... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what if you went to Chuck E. Cheese and then did just saying... <laughs> So wait, so wait. Oh, I know this is going to be one of those episodes. It's going to be like a therapy session for Jen. It's like, this is how you know you were in one and you are a victim and we're going to get you help. Victim. Um, 
<laughs> if you've man. been a victim of situationships, you may be entitled. <laughs> I feel like we should have the Law and Order SVU Special Victims Unit, but like a special victim, special, special victim. <laughs> yeah. Special, special situationship victim, yes. you know. Yeah, it's going to be like... Oh, a it's, a, it's set a, a special victim unit. It's situational <laughs> victim <laughs> unit. There you go. Still, dun, dun, dun. still the same acronyms. Still the same acronyms. Oh, my God. So, still- Car, on the show, you can have people show up in the SVU like uh, like windbreakers. <laughs> and they, like, they... You know, <laughs> have somebody take all my sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember Living Color back in the days um, uh-huh. when, uh, when Damon Wayans would do the the uh, the police and he's like, woo! Like, police, you could have the situ SVU police, and they're the situation ship. Uh, that would that would be a funny little sketch. <laughs> that would oh be a funny God. little like, like a little funny little fake. Car, uh, can we write this up? Like, can we make situation ships the reality <laughs> that, show? That that, that that sounds funny as hell. I, I you can that. have Jen as the victim, and she's just laying in the chalk outline. She's like her heart's broken, just like. <laughs> <laughs> The chalk is on her shirt. Victim was 27. I know, I'm like bringing dinner. Not that. That's so far-fetched. But like imagine if you have like a situation with your situationship where you, he's on the phone with his mom. Mom's on speaker, right? And then it's like, hey, mom, I'm talking with Jen. And then she responds, oh, how is she doing? Is she all right? And I'm like, that's not a situation should be because you told your mom about me. Yeah. 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 That's a gray area. That means that he um, is either a mama's boy and tells her everything. He- yeah, you know, like moms are kind of are caring. You, you, you know what I mean? Like I, I could tell my mom about like my boss and she might say, oh, how's your boss doing? Yeah. Oh, is that like just generic? It's like, oh, I'm just following up to make sure I know what's going on in your life. Like, or, okay. or, or. <laughs> You were in the car with dude and he had you on speakerphone? He, yeah, yes, yes. All right. So he knew what he was doing because why do you call your mom on speakerphone and he pre-planned for her to ask, <laughs> how's Jen? Because I would never call my dad on speakerphone with a, some girl in a car, ever. No way. He's not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs. Do, 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 do. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just oh, so fun. Oh my god! It's so, just one of those things that you're just like, um, "Hi, I was in one, but yet it was in disguise. It was masked. It was in disguise. I was." Well, in a how situation. did you take it when you heard uh, the mom ask about that? Like, how what, did I take it? Yeah, like, how, like, what did you think when you heard the mom ask that? Were you like, "Aha, aha, aha, it's happening"? Taste the soup. <laughs> Taste the soup. <laughs> <laughs> No, like my like my eyes kind of lit up because I'm like, ooh, they've been talking about me. Like, ooh, like, <laughs> ooh, she knows my name. She's like, oh. And then the last part about that conversation that she ended with, he's she's like, all right, well, have fun. Tell Jennifer I said hello. And I'm like, oh. hmm. Question. Hmm. How long did that uh did that situation continue after that phone call? <laughs> good question. That's a good question. It continued. So we hit a rough patch in the beginning of the, no. So I'm going to break it down in timeline. God forbid if this person ever listens to it, Um, but he probably will. And he's probably going to write me like a four page letter, like Aaliyah, like I do not do this to you. Um, No, I mean, no front, no, no bad. I mean, he's not a bad person. It's just like, you know, just be upfront with your shit. Um, So it was, so we started dating at the end of October. We had a conversation in November 
So like a month in where we kind of had like this, hey, I'm ready for something serious. Are you ready for something serious? And he was the one that broached the conversation. Mm. So I was like, oh, he's going in. Like this oh, is So crazy. that's not a situation ship. That's just dude got, uh, hope he <laughs> changed his mind. You weren't in a situation ship. It just was a relationship that didn't work out. So to that other point, and this is a question for Carr, because even though I wasn't technically in a titled relationship, I was, I guess, a situ- it kind of faded into a situation ship towards the end. I labeled it as a breakup. Would you label a situation ship as a breakup? Uh, yeah, honestly, because a breakup is a breakup in general. Like, uh, it's... Because, you know, you break up with friends, you know, you weren't dating your friend, but you break up with friends, you break up with jobs, you break up with a lot of stuff. I think regardless of the title at that point, you're still cutting off communication or interaction with somebody. So it's still a breakup, in my personal opinion. I think it's just how much you allow it to affect you, like, you know, being devastated after like, you know, a long lasting relationship or something like that. Yeah, I can see that stuff. But I, I, I guess to me, the breakup after situation isn't as heavy, but it's still a breakup. I agree. I think that nail on the head, if you could, like I, like you said, you could break up with friends, you can break up with some friends with benefits. But if I break up with a friends with benefits, I'm not going and playing, you know, since you've been gone. My breakup playlist on Spotify. So you know, it's, it's different. So different levels. Yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, something that didn't work out and, you know, uh, how you two decide to move on afterwards is, uh, you know, dependent on you guys. It's the mourning period. If you lose a parent, it's different than you lose a great aunt from the, you know, third, t- three times removed from the mother's side that you never saw. Mm. Yeah, you know, you got like parents, so you got like step parents, and then you exactly. got like... I don't know. We don't Facts. know. I Facts. guess it's... I guess it's like subjective, right? I was going to say, but in the topic of breakup, though, we glossed over what is your feelings on how you should end a situationship? Do you have a strategy on the right way to do it? Uh, Or is it every situation different? Because it is a situationship. But what would your advice be to the listeners on how to properly, one, end the situationship? But before you even end it, how do you let that person know they're in a situationship? Yes. Um, to me, I think if you're at a point where you can identify that you have reached an end of it, you know, whether the other person kind of like knows that they were in a situation or not, I think like at that point, it's just like up to you to kind of just own up to what you have to say or your feelings and kind of like be very transparent about it. Like I respect hundred percent transparency, um, all the time. I think that's the best way to go about it. But of course, you know, you have like people that, go about it in different ways like ghosting and stuff and at the same time <laughs> i know there's a lot of like discrepancy about that too and everything but at the same time sometimes it's kind of like i don't know given the nature of whatever that situation was it's like do you really owe somebody that much of an explanation depending on how it ended or whatever like not not saying that the other person's feelings doesn't matter and they're not human or anything like that because i mean i would want to know sometimes but at the same time it's like do you want to put that much weight into a goodbye or a breakup or an exit out of it? Maybe. So yep. it's be, just be upfront and real about it. Uh, so, you know, there's no more confusion going for, forward. Yeah. I remember there was this episode on sex in the city, which obviously. I just started watching that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> there was, there, and I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil this for you, but there is this like episode hey, where. 
uh, I think it was episode, I think it's season six. It's one of the last seasons or season five. That's fine. Or, yeah, something to that effect. But like Carrie, the main character, Carrie was dating this guy um, named Berger, who was another writer. And Danny's like, I don't know about Sex and the City, but you're just going to tell the listeners. <laughs> nope. Fine, whatever. We have female listeners out there. Everyone knows this episode because it burned into everyone's brain when it came out. The so most I know about Sex and the City was when Jay-Z and Beyonce mentioned that don't bother them during Sex and the City on that track. That's it. Exactly. That's the closest exactly. I get. So hey, I went ahead and binged it during this quarantine. I'm not done yet though, but that was a good show. It was a really good show. So like Carrie was dating this guy named Berger. And like they were dating, seeing each other. They I guess they're boyfriend, girlfriend, right? And they had some problems because Carrie's star power was rising while Berger's star power was falling. Like he was the lead writer for something, and like she was just starting to rise. And then in their relationship situation, it flipped where she got mm-hmm. an advancement of a book deal. He lost um a job opportunity, so it flipped, and he was feeling kind of, I guess, like emasculated, if you will. And mm. they were together and then they started having problems Then they broke up Then they got back together. And it was like all this like sweetness and they woke up together and she was like in this white lingerie. And then she goes to her computer and she sees a post-it note signed mm. from him. And it says, literally, I'm sorry, I can't do this. <laughs> and that's how he ended the situation. And I'm like, you broke up with her on a post-it note. You broke up with her on a post-it note and I did mean, not. That's only because text messages weren't invented yet. Exactly. Damn. I don't I don't think I don't think the creators of a post-it note said, you know what, this is perfect <laughs> for when people need to break up and Why they not? don't want to face the music. Think Are about we- it. <laughs> a post-it note is a note that is temporary, so is that situation <laughs> I mean, kind of, then again, you know, it's kind of like that's the point of leaving a note. Uh, you, you, the whole point of a note is so someone can read it when you're not around. Amen. <laughs> listen, so I'm, I'm listen. Uh, no, no, no. I'm think about it. Like, I'm going to put it to you this way. Like, <laughs> no, no, Jen. We've all seen those romantic comedies or those movies where we're like, oh, where somebody is going to work and he leaves and the girl's still in bed sleeping. So he writes on a post-it note, I love you, and hangs it on the mirror in the bathroom. Why is that okay? Yeah. If I could love you through a post-it note, <laughs> I could break up with you through a post-it note, right? It's that, two different that, outcomes. That. It's two different feelings. <laughs> like, I used to get little notes. Like, I remember my situation Again, that's why I, like, that's why I was like, oh, this was a hurtful one because I didn't know it. Because he used to leave me little notes like, oh, you look so peaceful sleeping. I hope you have an awesome day. And I'm like, that's an acceptable post-it note. I don't want to say, I don't want to get a post-it note be like, yeah, can you collect your Same. stuff? Because we're done. Like, you can't have what? it both ways. You want to get like an eviction notice? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, look, it, I didn't say it wasn't get hurtful to get a post-it notice. note as a breakup. I, of course it's hurtful, but I just think you can't have it both ways. You can't have post-it notes for good and not post-it notes for bad. Like, Listen, it was pretext message. <laughs> we're, oh my I think God. we're in an era of coronavirus, so people are now breaking up through Zoom. People are breaking up through, through uh, emails, texts. <laughs> you know, it's a different time. Like, I guarantee you back in, like, you know, like, uh, 
like I don't know, like like prehistoric days that were breaking up via like smoke signals or something. So it's like, <laughs> oh, like hieroglyphics, like you know, like it's just like <laughs> he was just leaving like a little eagle, like oh no, he didn't. Yeah, just like, he just oh, right. That's why we can't find that much hieroglyphics on cave walls because that dude wrote "It's over," and Shorty came in and scratched it off and was like, "Oh, that motherfucker, no, he didn't." That's that shit right off the wall. <laughs> if they had post-it notes, it would been much easier. He could have wrote it, and then when he wants to get back together, he could take it off the wall, crumble it up. It's not permanent. Oh, it's it's permanent. And when I see a post-it note, I know it's permanent, no matter if it's thrown out or not. And Carrie, for the record, kept that post-it note and carried it into the next episode, where she then ran into Burger's friends and was like, did you know your friend broke up with me on a post-it note? And guess what? The <laughs> friend's reaction was just like... I'm sorry. At the end of the day, real talk, though, I think the post-it note thing in that Sex in the City episode thing is fucked up. I would never do that. However... yeah. At the end of the day, during breakups, there's never a right way. If what if I flew her to the Bahamas and and, and whatever, on the beach, laid roses down, and was like, "Honey, it's over," I'd be an asshole. So I don't. You think would be the biggest dick yeah. in the world. Like like, like like they would they would put your face on a billboard like and detail everything you did. There's no there's no right way to it to do it, but you know, shit is shit, and that's what breakups are. So, but back to an earlier part. Car, um, how how would you? Is there a way to let a situationship know that they're in a situationship from jump, or do you not do it from jump? Because to you and I point, I think it's an evolution of like you don't know. It just is like a. It just happens. Yeah, yeah it's one of those things that kind of like fluster to me. I, I feel like you know, you if you want to let somebody know that they're in a, a situationship, I feel like that's. I don't know. It, it just sounds weird, kind of coming out the gate with that. You know, like. Like, yeah. like, you know, you just meet somebody, you guys probably like hooking up for like the first week. It's like, all right, boom, we're in a situation moving forward. Yep. You know what I mean? It's kind of like weird. Like anything else you can say like, hey, man, we're just doing this, blah, 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 blah. But you don't necessarily say like, hey, we're in a situation. I, I think, you know, situation is one of those things that like you, you, you could probably define it or respond to it when that question comes of like, hey, what are we? If, you know, the person's brave enough to ask that, yeah. you know, or yeah, in, like in having like the talk. Yeah. Or I looking think, back, you know, like I, I think, but that applies for, to me, every relationship, every form of that we've already talked about. I don't think you ever have a, with a friends with benefits, the conversation saying you're my friend with benefit. I don't think you ever have a conversation with somebody who you're just seeing that, hey, I'm just seeing you. And the same with a situation. I think that it's usually stuff that comes later when you look back at it, you're like, damn, I was in a situation. Or if mm-hmm. somebody else asks you like a friend. Be like, ah, yeah, you know, that's yeah. my friends with benefits, or that's. But I think you would never look back and go, but and and, and to that point, like you said, I I agree because I I don't think you would ever look back and go like, oh yeah, we were just friends with benefits. You, you know, it's kind of like one of those things you understood, like, and you know, we just doing that, you know, we just hooking up, and in you know, my in my way, that's just like lame. That's boneless friends with benefits, I guess. You know, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I always know, like, I always can detect in the beginning, like, all right, this is a friends with benefits. Obviously, you see the signs, right? Like, okay, I get calls and text message after a certain period of time. Usually it's at nightfall around after 10, you know, it's usually it's like you don't even have a consistent level of communication, say day to day, week to week. And it's kind of like, hey, what's up? Nothing. 
you're good. I'm good. Uh-huh. Cool. Talk to you later. Bye. And you're like, all right. And we only see each other to hook up. I'm already labeling it as a friends with benefits because it's removing the intimacy and the emotionality out of whatever you could be building on. But the situationship is harder to be like, I'm in a situationship. I don't know how to get the fuck out of it. Like that, that's harder to detect. So question like to, 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 to that as well. Like, you know, so like when you were kind of like trying to figure out like, damn, was I in a situationship or was I blah, 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 blah. Kind of like how, like how, how are you able to identify, you know, Hey, this is, Oh, I know what this is immediately friends with benefits, blah, blah, blah. But the other stuff I was kind of stuck on, was it like other, uh, you know, outside factors that came in? Yeah. So I think for (laughs) Danny's like, he's like, this whole episode is going to be a self-help episode for Jed. (laughs) But it's funny. I mean, like, I I always think... Back to like, you know, what we were saying too. You know, know, how, oh yeah, you know what that is, but the situation, it's like, I don't know what that was, you know? I don't. And I didn't know until after the fact, because... Like we had the conversation and it was, it was a pretty like hard conversation to have because the elements of the relationship were there, right? Like we spent New Year's together. Valentine's Day was spent together. Birthdays was spent together. Like there were several instances where I'm like, not a situation ship. That's what I thought. But then when we had the <laughs> talk, because we didn't, we were, we were basically doing relationship shit without the title. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm in a situation ship because I don't have the title of being this person's girlfriend or significant other. That's why I labeled right. it as a situation ship. Cause I, I was walking around mm-hmm. thinking I was, and I had no title. And then when I spoke to dude and I was like, Hey, where, where are we going with this? Like, you know, we almost merged lives at the sense like... Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That sounds like an aggressive situationship. That sounds like an aggressive... Oh, so is there levels to situationships? Oh, card, that's a perfect follow-up. Are there levels to situationships? Yeah, to, to, to that point, I would say kind of like what Danny was saying, like, oh, no, you you guys were like almost really about to just be in a relationship. And because I guess to me, while there are different examples of situations and stuff, I guess the stuff that I've seen like throughout my like years or whatever, like with friends and stuff that I like, I've like been through or this and that. A lot of the times, like those situationship relationships, when it's like public or whatever, we're out, it's like, oh, yeah, we rap parties together or we're at like, you know, maybe like functions or whatever. I didn't know about like intimate family settings. Set, like when you get to like intimate family settings and stuff, I feel like then that's when it's like, like, like you were saying, uh, Dan, it was like, oh, no, you guys might have just been like at the door of a relationship and it failed. Look, the end all be all is this. My opinion, not to you, Jen, to anybody. <laughs> I think everybody should approach every relationship as a situationship in the beginning. And then that situationship, because it could either evolve into a friends of benefits or it could evolve into an actual relationship. It's to me, the stepping stone of the situation. The situation is the courtship. So that's really, in my opinion, what the evolution mm. of situationships is. Car, do you think there is an evolution of situationships, or could there be? Uh, no. Nah, I, f- I feel like uh, I, I feel like the level of situationship is like uh, Pikachu that just refused to evolve. You know, Pikachu was like level seventy-two, probably like level one hundred by the end of it, and he just not evolved. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a situationship right there. Like, I, I, I think the, the like. <laughs> If it falls, then then you're finally the next step. You're like, all right, we're we're right, you now. We're 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 dating. We're we're going steady. Blah blah blah. See, my my advice and my challenges and people, uh, friend, good friends of mine have always uh, 
knocked me for this is that um, I definitely view people or, or relationships. I don't want to say people, but dating in that part of my life as disposable. Uh, I know, and it's a horrible word to use. I know Jen, don't worry about it, but it's because I've gotten to a point where like, you know how people have like red flags or they have things where there are lines in the sand or this and that. For me, when I start dating somebody, if it works out, then I'm like, of course, that's amazing. I'm excited. But if they're not, I hold no type of like, I'm like, peace, mm. next, mm. like I'm out. And, and it's, a lot of my friends are like, yo, you can't treat people like they're disposable. But I'm like, if I don't feel like, I used to have like a, a bar. So if I'm dating somebody for a month, then all right, hmm, this person is girlfriend material. If I'm dating somebody for six months, I'm like, damn, all right, monogamous. Mm. Dating After somebody for a year, months? I might as well be looking for a ring at that point. No, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, I'm like, all right, there's nobody yeah. else. I'm not looking at anybody else is what I'm saying. Maybe even three months. Yeah. Uh, but gotcha. then if I'm hitting that year, I'm looking for rings. I'm ready to get married at that point because I feel like, you know, there's levels to emotion that you can't put a cap on. And mm-hmm. I feel like once you've hit certain mo- emotions, mm-hmm. you're going to have to progress. The th- problem with situationship is, the, the, like I said earlier, I don't believe emotions involved. I believe you're emotionally connected to the mm-hmm. situationship. Yeah, the it's, like a, it's like a habit to what you guys are both saying. It's habitual. It's And then mm-hmm. after like that 90-day period, it's a lifestyle. It's like, well, you know, I go to the gym and I work out my traps. And I've been doing it for 90 days. I'm used to it. It's a lifestyle. Do I necessarily like it? No, but does it make me feel good? Yeah. Am I going to yeah. change it up? Probably not. Yep. But if the gym closed, it's kind of like, all right, I'm not going to lose yeah. sight of it. I agree. And it's kind of like, you know, kind of like to your point too, Danny, about like how, um, cause I, I, I don't know if that's um, a mindset that like you might've probably like a, adopted recently, or if you've always had that too, like the disposability thing, but it's kind of like, look at the way people are kind of like marketed to us. People are kind of marketed mm. in a very disposable way. Like look at the dating apps or whatever. You don't like somebody, boom. You can move them on to the yep. next one. There, there, there are levels to that too, as well. How we view other people too, when it comes to the dating pool. I think that's a great point. Yeah, there's pros and cons to the dating apps lifestyle. So the pros are, of course, the accessibility mm-hmm. of people and being able to uh, meet people from the comfort of your own couch. Right? You got people at oh. your like that. Yes, it's like you have people. you have dating on demand. That's what it is. Dating on demand. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't like this channel. I'm gonna flip to the next one. And that's it. Exactly. And I get to choose what I want to watch. And it's just like TV. You got like all these channels and nothing to watch. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's like the point is like you, you're, it becomes habitual that you're just on the toilet swiping left. It's like a video game mm-hmm. you're playing now with no intent on meeting people. And then if you do meet somebody and you actually go on a couple dates and you've met this person through a dating app, in your back of your mind, and you can't get rid of it ever again because in the back of your mind, there's this pool now that you know of that you can just quickly go back to this dating app to the point the person can do one thing where you live in a uh, cancel culture that you didn't like the way they chewed their food. You're like, all right, I'm out next. Mm-hmm. I'm going to swipe or I'm swiping while I'm on the date and she's in the bathroom. You know, it's yep. that point where, you know, it's a like I, I had friends that were on Tinder dates and had uh, like like the way Tinder worked. I remember when it was first coming out, it was hot. Like. Uh, I had a friend that was going on like, all right, this Tinder date didn't work out. They went on a, a Tinder date immediately wow. after. And then another one, then another one. Like they went on at least like five dates a day yep. because that's how, how, you know, because it lets you know, oh, who's close by. You could go to them and, and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, dating kind of becomes like a, a sport or a hobby or something. It, it seems like a little yep. bit like, 
you know yeah i've been on uh, multiple dates in one one day and 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 to that point it's because like you know you're sitting here and you're swiping and you're like all right i'm gonna go to brunch with this person i'll 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 go to then a movie with this person then i'll get drinks with somebody at the end and that's literally how it evolved um and (laughs) And then you go home and do the math like all right so who looked let me see all right i don't know yeah It's like a it's like an NBA finals. It's like you're getting like a bractology of these people. It's like, all right, this person uh, got these teams and then they merge and it's like two facing off at the end. But I think like that's well, this is a good question for you, Car. With situationships, do you feel because there's so many dating apps out there and it's so easily accessible, do you feel like there's been more of a rise in situationships than there's ever been before? Because people think in the back of their minds, oh, I can easily get somebody else. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, yeah, I think all that stuff plays hand in hand um, because people now, yeah, like I, said, I, I feel like the more and more this stuff progresses, the less and less, you know, you take people's like humanity seriously in mm-hmm. a sense of, you know, saying that they just seen as expendable, you know, now it doesn't just become a game of wanting to go out and meet people. It becomes a game of, you know, going out and like maybe, how much can I spend or how much can I not spend or can I get this out of this person or can I not get this out of this person? So it's like you guys kind of with all that, you eliminate the the actual want to have a genuine, genuine, like, you know, conversation with someone. You're going there, meeting somebody, make sure they check off everything off the list. And then you don't even care about actually like wanting to like really, really connect with the person. It's just like, yep. all right, meet my needs. And then now you guys are kind of like in this thing of like, Hey, they, they cross off all the boxes, but yeah, do you actually like, like the person you guys are hooking up, you guys are doing this and that for so long. And then that's how you guys find yourself in like these situations where, you know, or even if you try to, I I feel like there's a lot of it now too, because the term is so popular now where it's like, Oh, let me just flat out tell you right now, this is a situation Mm -hmm. because it's that people could, you know, like use it to get away with certain things or not have to have any type of, um, you know, uh, connection right. or anything. Yeah. yeah. Connection just to say like, Hey, I don't want to catch feelings. So this is a situation or whatever, you know, like we're also like tight about our feelings. Yeah. Now. I think it yeah. also comes down to, and I think Danny said this and even you um, echoed it. It was like intent, right? So if I'm going on with the intent mm-hmm. to go on a dating app to actually like find someone and in quarantine, I, we can't go out, we can't go to the bars and meet anybody. So I'm like, all right, my intent is to find something special on these dating apps then, then that will then carry through what I hope to find, right? If my intent is just to kind of hook up on these dating apps, then that's it, yeah. right? And you kind of, and I, and I'm one of those people, like I look at the profiles, like the written things that people, I know people just be like, oh, looks good. Why is he standing next to this person? Why is he standing next to a girl? He's stupid. Like I'm on, I'm on Mac and I think that that's his girlfriend, whatever. But I actually like read the profiles and like, some of people are very honest. It's like, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. And I'm like, whoa, thank God I caught that because I'm going to swipe left. Yeah, you really got to read these bios. You, you really, really got to read, read the bios. And people are like, some people will say flat out, I'm looking for something serious. I'm of age, you know? So yeah. I think it just comes down to the intent and through any relationship or anything that you're going into, if your intention of dating this one person is hopefully it evolves into a relationship, then that's your intention and no one can fault you for that. So 
Agreed. Awesome. So, Carr, uh, thank you so much for the time. No, thanks for having me. This was great. This was great. <laughs> this was good. This was good. And uh, I, I want to know if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with. Uh, um, thanks again, first of all, for having me. Um, I hope all the listeners are safe and healthy. And I hope they got I, I, I hope they got a good understanding that you can't understand situationships. <laughs> you know, the only way to understand the situation is to not understand it and, and kind of like accept that a little bit. But also that doesn't mean settle for anything because I feel like uh, if, if, there, if there's anything to take away from this is that people will not use you or whatever, but it's like people will, will, will string you along. People will string you along if you don't, you know, try to make a decision for yourself in terms of what you're able to tolerate um, with, uh, emotionally, you know what I mean? So um, that's what I say in terms of defining a situation versus relationship. Find out, you know, what do you really want and just make sure you get out before you waste your time. We have a, we cover a lot of this stuff in our show, Situationship, so if you ever want to check it out, uh, you can catch it on BET.com. Um, you can check out the spinoff covering the guy side of dating called Wingmen on I1 Digital. And uh, you can check out my social handles, uh, Carl Logan, that's K-A-R-L-O-G-A-N on all platforms. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. We really appreciate this. And thank you for bringing all of your insight to our listeners. I know that they got some good understanding of what a situation is. And if our listeners are in one, now you probably know if you are one or you're in one. So <laughs> make your decision quite wise. If you want to stay in it, kudos to you. If you don't, exit stage left. So thank you. Or the, 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 <laughs> the missing factor that I'm sure you've heard a billion times in your life since you were one years old is that if you want to know if you're in a situation or a relationship, communicate, just ask, have those honest conversations. This is 2020. We don't have time for playing around anymore. People are dying out there. Just be, be upfront, be straight, be like, listen, this is what I want. This is what, and this is how I feel. What do you think? Yeah. Boom, done in the story. And to add to that, if that does change over time, right? Communicate that. Be like, you know, I originally thought that I wanted to be in a relationship with you, but my feelings have changed. Communicate that as well. Feelings evolve, but it also means it doesn't necessarily have to go up. It can also backtrack. So be upfront right. about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, closed mouths don't mm. get fed. Amen. Oh my God, that was such a wonderful episode. I love to laugh and like, I just feel like we were just having a great conversation with Carr. And again, I feel like- <laughs> You feel like you're winning. You feel like you're like, all right. Um... I feel like I'm winning. Even though like you both kind of sided, decided together that you thought I was in a relationship, I'm still saying it was labelless. So to me, it's still a situationship. So um, I get where you guys were coming from. I respect the opinions. <laughs> Car, you and I, we got it. Don't worry. Car, yes. Linked up, eye to eye. We got it. Okay. You guys going to write a dissertation on it. That's totally cool. But <laughs> so Danny, you just inspired me for my upcoming book, which is going to be called Love. Are you in relationship territory or relationship purgatory? Oh my God. Wow. That's pretty, 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 pretty good. 
so, good because with car we talked about situationship is like a relationship purgatory it's like you're in this waiting room and you don't know where the hell you're gonna go you can go yeah. up or you can go down i think that's gonna be my my best selling my new york times best selling book is called love relationship territory or relationship purgatory which one do you fall into and it'll be definitely forwarded by by you and of course michelle obama because why not <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Taking it a step further. Step further. Which one are we killing? Which one well, are we gonna excommunicate? And trust and believe, I love Kanye West. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm a huge, huge fan. I loved 808 and Heartbreaks. The music, I not the person. Yes. Um, but I have to say, Love Lockdown? Woo! What? Good what song. are you talking about? Good song. Now, first of all, I, I know, great song, great song. But to the point of cuffing season, why you gotta be locked down? So you're Facts. trying to tell me that you being in a relationship is similar to you being in prison of some type of form where you are locked down, where you don't have some type of, I don't know, resemblance of existence because you're in a relationship and therefore you're locked down or better yet when people say, I locked it down. What does that mean? You're saying I locked it down, meaning you put a ring on this person's finger? Yeah, basically, you, you took ownership marriage? on that. That's yours. I, I, yeah, but I locked it down. Why Why is that even a word? To lock something down means to contain them, which means that they're stifling from growth. I'm killing the word love lockdown. Not the title of the song, but just the term love lockdown. Because you know what? Unless you are a TLC show which is very good by the way it's all about relationships and being dating someone that's in prison very good show or your Kanye West those are the only two exceptions that I will give for using the words love lockdown so love lockdown you're done you're finito I don't want to hear from you ever again no one should be locked down because you're stifled. that means to stifle someone's growth that means to not think about the world the world outside of you other than your relationship that's your dead. relationship you're dead. You're gone. You're finito. It's not like you and your relationship revolving around the world. It is the world being involved in your relationship and how you guys grow individually as well as a couple. Okay? So guess what, Love Lockdown? Done. Dun, 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 dun. You are murdered. AK-47, AK-47. Hey, guys. Welcome back to episode nine of our ground down guided meditation today's episode we spoke about relationships and situationships and we've come to the conclusion that it all comes down to your intention and what you want out of any relationship that you're in and it's all about being honest and truthful with yourself as well as with your partner so sit up nice and tall and close your eyes. Lengthen through the crown of the head. And this meditation is just going to be focusing on your intuition. Focusing on the things that you find true to your nature. And as you're breathing in, breathing out, maybe you start to think about what is truthful to you. What speaks to your heart the most? As you're taking some more deep inhales and deep exhales in through the nose and out of the nose, maybe you start to think about your intentions. 
Are your intentions connected to your truth? Or are they just simply conveniences for other people? In this world, we always try to please others, but sometimes we fall victim to not pleasing ourselves. And what makes this world go around and what makes our existence go around is that we are all made up of different minds, different hearts. And as we come together as a collective, that's what makes it so magical. As you are taking your last couple breaths, breathe into that heart space. Breathe into that piece of yourself that's truthful, that knows the truth about you, knows how to speak the truth about yourself, knows how to love yourself properly because that always is where everything starts with. It's your self-love, it's your self-care. How can you put yourself on a pedestal and accept all of you, imperfections and all, and know that you deserve everything that this world has to offer? know that you are divinely guided in this world to be great and to be your own individual and as you take your last breath maybe you start to wiggle the fingers wiggle the toes bring some gentle awareness back into the breath back into the body and when you're ready open your eyes I thank you for joining me on this ground down meditation and we look forward to having you join us next week for our new episode. Take care.